0: around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Wow, I have so many things to share with you today that I just don't know where to start. So I think the biggest thing for me is this healing. I wanted to go through the readings today. The first reading of Leviticus tells us exactly What we should not do and then the gospel shares how much we need to do things that are in addition to just not sinning but taking care of our neighbors and this morning my brother spent the night last night he had a hockey thing close to my house and I just decided I would pray after mass because I knew he was gonna get up at 615 it was gonna be right in the middle of my prayer so I just decided I'm gonna start to write down all of the names of the people that I need to pray for the souls in purgatory and all of the people that I need to pray that are here on earth. So, you know, I'm texting people. I'm like, what are these people's names? And so I'm putting it all in a notepad type of application on my phone so that I have these people every single day. This is what it means to love thy neighbor, to pray for them. So I just brainstormed and put a whole bunch of stuff together. So my prayers for you and for everyone else and the souls in purgatory are going to be pretty long. How funny. I used to look at people who would write down names of people to pray for. and I was like, wow, I'm so grateful God is opening my eyes to the importance of prayer, not just For us but for others and the best way to love thy neighbor is to pray for them whether they're here on earth or in hopefully purgatory but the biggest thing that I wanted to come and tell you about is God's healing in my life yesterday y'all know I'm not drinking alcohol the last couple of days have been very interesting to look back on I'm sleeping good I'm waking up feeling rested. I have a much clearer mind, not as foggy. Working to see like, is my memory there still or will it get sharper? I was even talking to my brother about it last night that there's much more time in my day. So I think it was Saturday. I ended up working out doing lifting two days in a row. I forgot that I lifted the day before. Sometimes my days blend in together and I have no idea what's going on. But it was 5.45 and I had not worked out. By the way, I shouldn't have worked out that day, but I forgot. And I had energy. And when you're not drinking at 5 o'clock or 4.30, your day is more. You have more of your day. So I started working out, came up stairs. I think it was like, I don't know, almost seven o'clock. I would have never done that with my husband. We would have been having a cocktail. I have a few drinks before I make dinner. That's not what I would have done. So I feel like God's giving me all this time as well. But yesterday, in prayer, do you love me? I heard him ask me, now you have to understand, two nights before, Sunday night, I was watching the purgatory videos on Uniquely Mary's channel. And I was freaking out. I was like, there is no way I want to go to purgatory. No way. I want to be in heaven. And I looked at all these stories and all these things that... When we are attached to things here on earth, that needs to be purified from us. I don't want to be attached to substances at all. I want to be attached to God. That's how I'm going to get through this. So, do you love me? Do you love me? This question is very important, so I'm going to go there. Peter, St. Peter He is the vicar of Christ. St. Peter became the first pope. Peter gave, sorry, Jesus gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. But not before Peter denied him three times. So Jesus, the night before his passion started, when he was taken away for 30 silver coins because Judas Iscariot turned him in, that night beforehand, St. Peter was like, hey, God forbid anything happen to you, you know, we'll be here for you. I will never leave your side. I will die for you, Jesus. Jesus turns to Peter and says, yeah, right. You're going to deny me three times before the cock crows tomorrow. And that's exactly what happened. As they're in the big area of the court, I guess, outside, He's warming by a charcoal fire and all these people are looking at him and they're like, Hey, wait a minute. You're a Nazarene. You're with that Jesus guy. He's like, no, I do not know him. Another person says the same thing. No, I do not know him. And another person says it. And then he really, really denies him. Like you guys, I do not know that man, blah, blah, blah. And then the cock crows and Peter looks right in Jesus's face as he's being dragged by him. That was a prophecy of jesus most of his apostles deserted him with the exception of his mother mary mary magdalene i think cleopas's wife saint john there might have been a few others off the top of my head don't know who went all the way to the crucifixion and followed him taking their lives being selfless with their lives right because they could have easily been snagged and hung as well being associated With Jesus and then after the resurrection Peter is out in the boat fishing and Jesus is on the shoreline and he says have you caught anything you know come on in and boom Jesus says oh that's our Lord jumps in the water and of course they're around a charcoal fire and Jesus is cooking food and they're all eating with him so Jesus is in a full body he's still got his wounds and his holes in his hands and his side but he's eating He's a human being, like living flesh, not a ghost, like Casper sitting there as an apparition. And then he sits and he asks Peter, do you love me? And Peter, feeling horrible, says, yes, I love you, Lord. And then he asks him, and then he says, okay, tend my lambs or feed my lambs. I'm not sure which one was first. And then he asks him again, Peter do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Tend my sheep. One more time, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know, I love you. Tend my sheep, feed my lamb, take care of my flock. Pretty much right. Us. you be the shepherd. I've denied Jesus and his will in my life more than three times. And so when God comes to me and asks me, do you love me? I have to look at why are you asking me this? Because yes, I, you know I love you. But do I love you enough to make this change? And I didn't have to make the change, everyone. It wasn't me. So I do say, yes, Lord, I love you. I do not want what you do not want. Change my heart, heal me. And he did. Took away any desire, any, I don't know, craving, anything that had to do with it gone. I bawled my eyes out, bawled my eyes out, and I went on my walk and I cried and I cried from the grace, from the outpouring of the healing. And I truly look and I say, my husband's death, this isn't just happening because it's happening. It's happening as a result of my husband's death. I wouldn't be going through this. I wouldn't be changing this. I wouldn't be offering myself so selflessly to God to say, okay, I am fully yours. I'm all by myself, Lord. I couldn't possibly be any more yours right now. So I have to let it all go. And I didn't have to do it myself. Oh, when I was walking, I just kept, crying, thanking God, praising God. I might as well have been skipping out there. (laughs) Although people would walk by me and I'd be bawling, but they didn't realize probably that they were just tears of joy, tears of gratitude. And then I walked by my neighbor's house. Mark, what a doll. He's coming home from golf. I can't believe he's golfing. It's, you know, Chicago. We're middle of February and he was golfing. It's been crazy weather, pretty warm lately. Anyway, I stopped by, he checks in on me, blah, 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 blah. You know, he's says he's a, you know, Baptist raised, you know, has good faith. And he turned to me and he's like, you know, you just turned to Jesus, you know, no drugs, no alcohol. And I was like, God is speaking through Mark. I bawled my eyes out. I don't know if he knew what his words were touching my heart. You know, like it was God speaking through him. Like this is, this is the truth. You don't turn to things other than God when you're in a mess, when your life is turned upside down. That is the beauty of our faith. So there you go, people. Now, I wanna talk to all of you who are on this alcohol journey with me. Because there are many, lots of you have emailed me. You're still coming in, so if you're out there and you haven't emailed me yet, do, please. Please, because you know what? It really makes me feel like I'm walking with you. And when I do these podcasts, I'm thinking about you in my head. Because I'm getting to know you. This isn't just about me. I'm gonna read an email to you, but I want to say for all of you out there that alcohol in and of itself may not be a problem for you. You may not have a stronghold of alcohol over you or any other drug. Let's just talk drugs, right, substances. If you can have a drink and then you probably don't drink for weeks or months until another event or something like that, like that's not... A stronghold, that's a social person who maybe has a glass of wine at an event. Mine was an everyday type of thing. Mine was also when four thirty, 5, 5.30 come around, we are sitting at our island, having a couple cocktails before I make dinner. My day now, Doesn't end at 435, 530, because I'm at the island in my kitchen drinking. As a matter of fact, on Saturday, I'm like, ooh, I didn't do my lifting. By the way, I lifted the day before. I shouldn't have lifted on Saturday. I don't even know what day it is anymore sometimes, people, especially now that I'm doing a podcast seven days a week. I am I'm at a loss sometimes. But Friday, I worked out lifting. Saturday, it was 5.30. And I was like, oh, I'll lift tomorrow. And then all of a sudden I had this movement of the Holy Spirit and my whole body had energy. And I'm like, nope, let's do it. So I went down and I worked out at 5.30, did a little extra, came up about 6.45. That would have never happened if I were drinking. And so I feel like God has healed my silly desire for substances. And I want to be a saint. I need to be a saint. Why? Because I want to be in heaven. I do not want purgatory. I mean, if you're shooting for purgatory, I'm going to quote Father Mark Beard. If you miss, it's a hell of a long fall. By the way, Father Mark Beard died in a tragic car accident. He became a priest very late in life. And he used to joke when he talked about purgatory and how important it is to pray for people that if his parishioners didn't pray for him, he was going to come haunt them. So I'm sure Father Mark Beard is getting lots of prayers. I should probably add him to my list. So this is your walk with whatever substance, or whatever it is that you are struggling with. And some of you may be okay with having that socialized kind of drink. Talk to God. Ask him to change your heart if that's what you're concerned about. I think in my mind that clicked, but all over my body, this is why I knew it was a healing because there was such peace and I never even thought of the fear of missing out. I started looking at my life, being with people, not drinking and not having any issues with it, actually wanting to show how, how happy and joyful and, I don't know, exciting it can be to be sober and talk to people and then go home and know that you can go to sleep, know that you won't have a hangover, know that you didn't say something stupid. You know, cause sometimes when I would drink, I'd, you know, my, my lips would get a little loose. I would say stupid things or be a little snippy. And sometimes I'd swear, you know, they just fall right out of my mouth. And let's remember as we get drunk, the spirit actually the Holy Spirit of God says, this is too toxic of an environment. I need to step out. Oh, I've got a call for taxes. <laughs> All right, everyone. I'm going to stop this and maybe I can come back. <laughs> you know, how I've said I don't have administrative skills. <laughs> it's true. I have no idea what that alarm was for. My actual call is tomorrow because today he is off on this president's day (laughs) Anyway Back to your journey with whatever it is that you are doing with Lent. Just ask God to change your heart Ask him to heal you Ask him to show you how stupid your sins are And honestly watch those purgatory videos. Your soul, your eternal soul is not worth the stupid things here on this earth that we get attached to and we get addicted to. And that's the logical aspect of it all. Cause you know what? I knew that. I told you I've been praying about this since September. I didn't know God was going to answer my (laughs) prayers by taking my husband away from me and then healing me as a result of that. I'll take it no matter how it works for me to be what he wants me to be. And that's the walk. That's what I'm trying to do. And my prayer life, I'm going to come to you tomorrow about that, has changed so much. Okay, time to share so that you all know what kind of people are also listening to this podcast. I'm not giving any names. Hello, I've been wanting to email you for a while, so now have decided to finally do it and let you know first how incredibly sorry I am for the losses you and your family have had to endure. Thank you. Ah. Oh, I have been praying for you and for the repose of Jeff's soul. Thank you so much because I can feel them through your losses. You've been such an incredible inspiration. So thank you. I just want to say it's all God, but I'll take it and I'll lift up that thank you to him. I, like many others, (laughs) began binge watching the Christine Watkins YouTube podcast then started listening to you solo for a few years now. I have a lot of previous lifestyle sins in common with you, and I'm so blessed. Wait a minute. And am so blessed to hear from you what I call, oh, and I'm so blessed to hear from you, I'm throwing in a word here, what I call divine courage and boldness regarding your past and present. I love it. Divine courage and boldness. Wow. That's awesome because it is him. It is his courage in me because in the beginning of my journey, I didn't share any of the details, any of the stuff because I was too embarrassed. I was still attached to what people thought of me. I had the sin of vanity. So yes, it is divine. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Moving on. I am Catholic. And had a pretty big conversion about four years ago at the age of 52 and now attend mass pretty much daily and frequent reconciliation and adoration and I join the Legion of Mary I've changed a lot and you have helped me through sharing your life through your podcasts and your YouTube videos I especially like the one about guilt yesterday so helpful I have a lot to work on still and just so you know have given up alcohol for Lent along with you I pray that God gives you abundant graces and wish the very best for you going forward. And I will keep you in my prayers. Thank you. And God bless. Now this is what it's about. This is what helps me to know who's out there, how you kind of, you know, tripped into this and then walking with you. I know there are so many people out there that do have a similar walk so send me something, kendra at kendravonash.com. I'm going to share a little more. It helps me. So if you want me <laughs> to not feel, you know, like, um, uh, that's not the right way to say it. I would love to hear from you. Let's just say that. I'd really love to hear from you. So kendra at kendravonash.com. All right. We're getting a little long here. Do you love me? Maybe you should sit with that today. Do you love me enough to get up early? Do you love me enough to suffer for me? If we look at Jesus on the cross and his whole passion, it was all about suffering. And the way that you know how much you love someone is kind of how much you suffer for them. Like all you parents out there, get up super early in the morning. you all going you know, to work or you're taking care of your kids. You'd much rather be sleeping in. But you are sacrificing for the ones that you love. That's the difference between the Catholic faith and other faiths. It's about us sacrificing for the ones that we love. Especially during Lent, you hear prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So almsgiving is also a way to fast. You know, give till it hurts kind of thing. Like, ooh, I don't really want to donate this much. But you are because it's a sacrifice. If you just gave what you could afford, how much of a sacrifice is that? Same thing with, with prayer. Are you loving thy neighbor? Are you praying for the souls in purgatory? Are you praying for your family and your spouse and all of the people around you today? In addition to growing and deepening your own relationship with God, prayer is broad and prayer for other people is not just a charism. If you've listened to me for any length of time, you know that I was like, well, yeah, I don't have the charism of intercessory prayer, you know? I mean, people would ask me to pray for them, and I would quickly, but then I'd never really kind of remember it. And wow, another healing as a direct result of my husband's death. Can there be any more? I sure hope so. And if something is going on with you, And maybe I will pray, you know, pray for you or do some sort of healing prayers on this podcast. You know, I mean, we end in prayer, but maybe I can also pray, quote unquote, over you over the podcast. I don't know if that works at all, but again, so many blessings and graces. And they're in your life too, if you keep your eyes in tune to them, if you're, starting your day in prayer. That's another way. Do you love me? God asks. And if you did, you'd get up early. You'd give me your first fruits. You'd allow me to take over your day. You'd humbly surrender. How many of us say, "Mm, it's too early. I don't really love you, God, because that's really what we're saying. Look at all that Jesus did for us. (laughs) And I'm not getting scourged. I'm not hanging on a tree slash cross. That whole tree meaning, for those who don't know, back in the Old Testament, with the Jewish practice, they said, you know, the the worst death ever, and also the Messiah will be hung on a tree. That's a typology, it was fulfilled by Jesus being hung on a tree slash cross which is made out of a tree. That's what sacrificial love means. To not think of yourself. To think of others and to do things to make their lives easier here on earth. We're talking people. But also, having things die in our own life that keep us away from God keep us away from purity and keep us away from sinning. Sacrificial love. That's what Jesus is all about. It ain't all about, oh yeah, live your life. And just because you believe Jesus, you don't have to change anything in your life. You'll get in heaven. We're supposed to conform to Jesus and his commandments. And then from there, we allow him to guide us and lead us and continue to prune us. And so that we grow in virtue. We grow in righteousness. And we begin to abhor, abhor sin. And that's what I feel. Disgusting. Ugh, don't want it ever. Thank you, God. Let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, you loved everyone who was listening to this into creation. And you have big plans for us. You want us to succeed and to blossom into the most beautiful, pure individual on this earth so that we can inspire others to come to you for this transformation that we've tried to do so many times on our own and fallen and fallen again. So for everyone who's listening, God, please change their hearts change their desires and outpour grace into their life. Help them eliminate any fear of this new life, because that fear is not from you. That is Satan wanting to keep these people in these sins or in these habits that do not serve them or these addictions that hinder our relationship with you and maybe even hinder our relationships with everyone here on earth. Open everyone's eyes to the lies of Satan and how he will make all of these excuses for us why we should keep this in our life. Or why we shouldn't add something to our life like prayer, Lord. (laughs) We know Satan does not want us to spend silent time with you. And we ask you to touch our hearts, touch our souls, so that we can see this, take the scales off of our eyes, so we can look at the real grim reality and realize how stupid our sin really is. It does nothing for us. Help us turn to you for that grace, for that joy, for that peace, for that love that we're searching for in everything in this world, or even in other people. Let my life and what you've done in it Shine all of your glory to everyone because it's come from you and it's come from all of the people who have prayed. This is how life is supposed to be. Not where we look in our own little lives and we stay in our own little homes and we only work about or worry and work on our own individual families. It's bigger than that. And Lord, thank you for this journey. Dare I say, thank you for everything that you've done, including my husband? I don't know. But had this all not happened, I would not probably be here. Right, Lord? So help us remember that you bring good out of every bad situation, that we must seek your goodness. Mary, take our left hand. Holy Spirit, take our right. Guide us and lead us to Jesus' sacred heart where we will find that peace, that joy, that love, and that freedom from any of our strongholds. Now we will selflessly pray for all of the souls in purgatory. We will take a moment to, exp- to specifically name people now. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for me, a sinner, now and at the hour of my death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, you've got this with God telling you cry to him lean on him this is not something that I haven't been praying for remember September September October November December January February didn't happen overnight been praying for this for a while but to me in my mind I was expecting to go all six weeks of Lent and then jump out on the other side and be faced with the decision, you know, well, now that Lent's over, what am I going to do? And I'll be honest with you. My mind was saying, well, I won't drink when I'm home. You know, I won't drink when I'm not with people. But when I am with people or if I'm at a social event, you know, I'll have one, two drinks or something like that. That's what I was thinking. Obviously, that's not what God had in mind for me. And now that, that, that healing is here, that that decision has been made. It wasn't me. It was God that made the decision. I'm just saying, okay, I'm yours, right? If this is what you want, this is what I'll do. And I have freedom. I feel light. There is no question anymore. Like, nope. It's not, Ooh, temptation. It's no. Ooh, here comes that temptation. Ooh, here I am at a, at an event. Can I not drink? Yeah. Yeah, you can. No, no. So simple. So freeing. I mean, I was telling my brother, I'm like, dude, I feel so light. And there's no consternation when I'm talking or thinking about when I'm going to be with people who have drinks. None. I was already thinking in my mind, oh, you know what? I'll just have like sparkling water in a wine glass. That would be cool. Because I love drinking out of a wine glass. (laughs) I don't need wine in it though, but I think it's fancy and it's pretty and it's fun to hold. That's probably why I drank wine. Part of it, right? There's this ritual. There's this thing that we wrap around it that is part of who we are and what we need. So I just wanted to share that too, that it is, it is very different than what I thought I was going to be doing at the end of this six weeks. Because I had in my mind that I was not going to drink at home by myself. But when I would be out, I would. And only two. Now, come on. That's obviously not what God wanted. And he jumped in my face on the first Sunday of Lent. So be open to everything that God's going to do in your life and expect it. Remember, pray with confidence because God wants to heal you people. He wants to, he's not withholding things on, you know, to, to make you miserable. If you're not healed of something yet, there's a reason. Are you still attached? Are you, are you fully giving yourself to him? Are you accepting what you have? Are you angry with him? That was another thing I, gosh, I could just keep talking on this thing. Sorry, everyone. That's another thing that this awesome guy and I were talking about. He's like, you know, and it's okay. If you want to get angry, get angry. This is the third or fourth person that uh, that brought the anger to me. And I'm like, you know, not once did I ever have anger. Not once did I look at God and say, how dare you? What? You know, like, I am so mad at you. I never did that. And I'm so grateful that I didn't. I can't. That's one thing that I have not had in my life is hatred toward God. You know, I'm just accepting everything because there's a reason for it. He's got a bigger plan. And again, that's my faith. I would be a mess if this happened 11 years ago. Oh, okay, <laughs> now I'm going to let you go. Oh, just so amazing. And I pray for every person that's on this journey with me. My listeners, the people that are on social media, you guys are in my prayers every day. I have prayed for you before, but not like this. All right, send me an email. Let me know who you are, what you're doing what you're doing for Lent, what's happening on your journey with this podcast, blah, 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 blah. I just want to hear from you. Kendra at KendraVonash.com. All right, everyone, find something more with God, soul, mind, and body. He is here to heal you. (laughs) And he will. And have a blessed and inspired day.